Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. (laughs) Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, welcome, folks. Good morning. As Bill Michaels would say, how we looking? <laughs> We're looking just fine on this really nice Saturday morning here in southeastern Wisconsin. We are the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. We come to you every Saturday morning. From 6 to 8 a.m., and we are live, so you can give us a call if you have any questions or comments at 414-799-1250. My partner over here, Danny Bush, and myself, Tommy the True Neubauer, we're going to be here for the next two hours, Danny. And, of course, let's not forget Greg Janik on the boards here. So he'll... Donuts over there, Greg. He's got some donuts over there. (laughs) Oh, I'm all in on those. So, anyway, boy, this is the time of the season when, like, fishing kind of winds down before ice fishing. You know, the open water fishing launches are basically iced up and that, and no no real ice fishing unless you're north of here, you know. I mean, and, uh, well, we do have, uh, what season, what deer season is on right now? Is it doe only or something like that? No, that, uh, that uh, they've, next weekend, archery, well, archery's right? going on, archery and they've, now, uh, yeah. next weekend starts the holiday hunt yeah, and select yeah. for antler list yeah. here in select counties yeah so there you know it there's still there's stuff going on you know well, but yeah there's stuff going but on but you just there's gotta predator you, hunting going yeah, on mm-hmm. coyotes are running everywhere mm-hmm. um so you that's one thing i'd like to do squirrel and oh i was reading something you pheasant, get, maybe you get a kick out of late this turkey that's right late turkey late late turkey <laughs> Lake I turkey? said lake. Did you say lake turkey? I said lake turkey. Elusive lake turkey. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Swim new, as well new, as they fly. New breed. Um, I I was reading in a magazine, and, I, and you, you know, sometimes. Good to read, Tom. Yeah, good. Every now and then my wife decides to clean areas that are my areas, and then she puts stuff uh, where she thinks it should be, and then I can't find it. I was going to bring in a magazine, <laughs> and I couldn't find it last night. Well, anyway, um, this last uh, deer hunt season, uh, I forget what the number was, but it was something like, I don't know if it was 12 or 20 or 18 infants signed up for deer hunting licenses. Now, the DNR consist- 
considers an infant uh, under the age of one. So, well, I think news reports <laughs> I heard was there were like around 10, 10 or so. Yeah, I can't. It, it was cases. less than 20, there's, there's but still. Whole, yeah, there's a whole yeah. bunch of them. And there was a lot of them from the one to like six And I guess the old. youngest somebody shot a deer was four. Now, I did. Uh, yeah. Now, do you really think that four-year-old child? Now, I know a seven-year-old uh, who's my cousin, second cousin's kid. So it's my cousin's kid's kid. Dad kind of kind of helped steady the rifle they had at rest and the kid looked mm-hmm. through the scope and pulled the trigger and that's the one it was a seven-year-old that mm-hmm. required eight stitches at the hospital oh that hit him in the scope eye. came the and scope hit him in the in, eye yeah, yeah but of course obviously people are uh people are complaining and saying you know people are just doing it to get extra extra deer so mm-hmm. yeah so i i don't know that's one of those things that just doesn't make make sense it to just, me it doesn't make sense yeah i don't and it doesn't I, I don't understand it why they did that i don't know i, I mean, don't think it helps the image of hunters to the non-hunting public because we look like a bunch of irresponsible oafs mm-hmm. taking one-year-olds hunting well do you really think that the infants were out in the woods no but no <laughs> i don't think so I don't, either you don't but <laughs> who so knows maybe who somebody to someone who doesn't hunt they hear a story like that and goes what they're yeah. they're buying licenses for yeah. two-year-olds that, 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 they that. don't know whether they're actually taking the kid out and having them shoot yeah. the high, kid, fi- the, high power firearms yeah. the kid can't walk but yet he's out there in the woods <laughs> well my granddaughter caught her uh her second fish Remember I told you a few years ago she caught that 12-and-a-half-inch bluegill that weighed, I don't know, it was one pound, 12 ounces or something like that, down in Arizona, oh, you know, those yeah, big bluegills yeah. down there. But she caught a trout the other day. So because there's, wow. a, there's a pond not far from their house where they stock uh, catfish and then they stock trout. And so she caught she caught a, a trout. So she, but I... I uh, I tried calling my son. He must have been busy. I wanted to, because in the pictures, she, she was just holding it on a stringer. She wasn't holding the fish, and I wanted to know if, if she was afraid to touch the fish. <laughs> she's only four, you know. Well, she's going to be five in January, but still. You know, a lot of little kids, they don't want to touch them. Some kids love playing with them, you know. So add uh, I'll the, find out Add in the that. worms, too. It's all a flip of coin. You got one kid who wants to, you know, eat them, and another <laughs> kid doesn't want to touch the worms. Yeah. So, kind of depends on the psychology of the kid there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So I was looking yeah. online. Uh, interesting information. Uh, it, it went on the DNR website because I was curious. They've encouraged testing for chronic wasting disease. Oh yeah. You know they got kiosks. You know, yeah. and every. Every, every gosh darn thing. They should have met the mall. So they kind of changed from their put our head in the sand and hope it goes away attitude to appease everybody who was all mad and thinking everybody, you know, the DNR wanted to kill their deer. Um, and we realized that it's a problem. You got to deal with it. You can't just, you know, pretend it's not there. Um, and I wanted to see if uh, the county that I'm up at in Monroe County has tested positive. They've actually got uh, a notice on their website saying that uh, due to the large volume, there's a little bit of there's a, a big backlog. Backlog, and it yeah. said if you brought in a deer opening weekend, you should have the results by December 9th, which has since passed, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so it didn't. Uh, evidently, they got a lot. Now, as looking through, they did have the results 
of the number that have been tested mm-hmm. in counties and the number that tested positive. Rather interesting, um, based on a quick, uh, and I was going to write this all down, but I just you know did a little quick mental math on some of them. Looks like Iowa County, which is just to the west of Dane, I believe. Okay. Um, they are, were the highest with about 5% of the deer tested. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Dane was close to 2% off the top of my head, and there were a number of other counties that were at about 1%. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then there were a bunch of Monroe so far, uh, zero, zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember. It seems to me maybe they tested, uh, about a thousand deer there or something, but, mm-hmm. Um, it might be luck of the sampling too. You never, you never know. Right. Um, but it'll be, it'll be interesting once it's all said and done to see how many more counties that it does expand into and what exactly the DNR is going to do other than I I can see them. The no brainer one is for the new counties or whatever. No baiting. Okay. What else are we going to do? You know, it just seems like there's really nothing. There's nothing, nothing really you can, you can do. do, really. Unless, unless the original plan, like, was years ago, when it was originally down in that southern area, and I believe, you know, that Iowa County area, Dane County, all those, that south uh, southwest corner of the state, I believe, was originally where this stuff initially popped up, and they that's when they first had the first holiday doe hunt, I believe. They wanted to pretty much try and wipe the deer out in those counties, and eradicated altogether. Mm-hmm. But that got a bunch of backlash. I think you could get as many doe tags as you wanted. I remember that time. But everybody yeah. was like, the, the, the god dang DNR wants to kill our deer or my deer, and they're exaggerating this problem, and I've been hunting deer for this long, and there's been I found a sick deer in the woods, Grandpa, 200 years ago. This stuff's been going on. No big deal. Well, of course, that attitude... Uh, you know, kind of caused the DNR to kind of back down and just put their head in the sand and nobody, you know, nobody really wanted to deal with it. Now we're back dealing with it again. I think mm-hmm. we should have taken the, the small hurt then and, and, and maybe, maybe had they wiped them out. Now, if you wipe them out in the county, okay, well, maybe you can't hunt. Maybe in five years, you'll have to wait till the deer start to repopulate and go hunt somewhere else for a couple of years. But, um, now it's 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 pretty much going to spread. I'm yeah. thinking everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know what they're going to do about it, but I do know that uh, people have been ice fishing north of here, so that's one one thing to look at. People have been going out, and and of course, you know, if you're an ice fisherman, folks, and you're listening right now, don't try to go out too soon. You know, don't don't push it. You know, I mean, on our area lakes. I mean, yeah, there's ice, but uh, <laughs> I I don't know, you know. I mean, uh, you want to you want to be safe. I mean, if you gotta have that fish fry, you can go to a, a restaurant or you know See, go buy some at a store. You know, I don't really think we have to give that warning out, Tom. I think well, we give that warning. I know everybody. We do, I know we do every year. If I had but a every, nickel for every time I heard I someone say. Well, you got to be careful. Yeah, I know. That's like my. But, that's like when you're a little kid. They told you, "Don't lick a fire hydrant in the cold weather." <laughs> Did you ever hear that one? Not a Who fire hydrant. Who the hell hydrant. was going to lick a fire hydrant? What kind of stupid well, kid? You know, granted, we do say that every year, but every year, people, some there are people who do go out early and fall through the ice. So it, it what's the point every, of saying it? They're going to do yeah, it anyway. I Dummies. Okay, Tom. 
What did John always say? Enlighten something. Dummies will be dummies. Okay. No matter what you do. And like John always said. So quit trying to change the world. Hey, like John always said, he said, you can't fix stupid and crack don't smoke itself. (laughs) All right. Who you got on the line, Greg? We have your best friend, Kevin. Oh, hey, Kevin. Good morning. Oh, here. Um, oh, there we go, Kevin. Now we got we you. We lost the audio. Yeah, me, Tom. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Tom. Can you hear me? Yes. He's right here. Yeah, I'm right here. Danny's right here. Yep. Danny Bush. That's right. Shoot. I like that last name. Me too. Don't you like that last name? Oh yeah. You're named after. You know what you're named after, Tommy? I mean, Danny. A uh, beer. Aunt, the beer company. In fact, no, my my mom's that. name was Anheuser. No, not only that. <laughs> The stadium in St. Louis. Yeah. yeah. Bush Stadium. Bush right. Stadium. Hey. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'll be there si- signing autographs next no, week. You won't. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't. Anyway, uh, before we... <laughs> Tom, uh, uh, how do you write to a fish? How do I write to a fish? I don't know. How do you do that? You drop them a line. Anyway. Oh, uh, Tom, not bad. Not I gotta, bad. I got to ask you. Hey, Tom. Jokes. Kevin I got to ask you what... Uh, uh, a sucker. Now, what do you pickle those things? Uh, I don't. My mother-in-law used to many years ago when she was alive. She would pickle suckers that we'd get out of Lake Michigan when we'd be saning for uh, a smelt, and we'd get uh, some suckers, and she'd say, "Bring them home," and we would, and she'd pickle them, and they were good. Yeah, I do, haven't. No, no. Do they have any? Do they have any bones in them? Oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, oh yeah. Yeah, you gotta you gotta watch out for those, you know. Uh-huh. I was even I'll tell you what I was thinking of How about doing smoked suckers. Well, I was think, I was I said to Ron over at the Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop, I said, Hey, look, if you've got suckers left at the end of the season, I should take some of those and smoke them. See mm. how they turn out. There you go. <laughs> you know? Do a little experiment. Yeah, Tom Suckers. And I'll let Danny taste the first one. I know. No, thanks. I'll let you, know, you know what you guys should do? What? You guys should broadcast from a boat. That that would be nice. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah. maybe someday we'll do that. Yeah. Yeah, not a bad idea. Yeah. A pontoon boat. Yeah, we, 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 that would be fun. Yeah. But we got to go to a break right now. So. Okay. Hey, thanks for hey, calling. Hey, thanks for listening, Kev. See okay. you later. See you, buddy. Yeah. Hey, bye now. Bye. All right, we got to go to a quick break, folks. 799-1250 is the phone number. I'll tell you about a place where I used to broadcast from, Danny, when we come back. It was kind of interesting. Uh, we'll be right back with more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks for joining us this Saturday morning. And Tom, you were going to tell us before the break? Yeah. um, Years ago, when I was doing an outdoor show at a different station, um, every winter we would do one show from this guy's ice shanty out on Little Muskego Lake. And uh, I used to have to take... uh, one of those little, uh, twelve, those small little batteries to keep my phone charged, you know, because I had it on for an hour. 
And we would do the show from there. And, you know, we had it figured out with the producer and all that and everything. And it all turned out pretty well, except until uh, the program manager heard it one time. And he said, you know, that sound quality is not good. I don't want you doing that anymore. (laughs) So anyway, but uh, it, it was interesting. We used to get, oh, God, maybe 20, 30 people would come out there, you know, and uh, we'd put them on the radio, whatever, and then if people had a fish on, we could talk about it live and whatever. Yeah, it was, it was, it was all right. But there was this guy, Danny. He had an ice shanty, and he didn't have any holes in it. And I, when I first went in and I said, uh, I'm looking around, I said, well, I, I was going to jig inside the ice shanty, you know. And he says, oh, I don't have any holes in it. I said, you got to be kidding me. you got to be the only guy in Wisconsin that has an ice shanty that you can't fish out of. You know, fish. Well, you just walk out the door, Tom. Well, yeah, you could, but you want to have holes in. It was a big wood ice shanty, you know, one of the big wood ones. And there was no holes in it to jig out of. And I, th- and I, that's not right. <laughs> you got to have holes in an ice shanty. I think there's a good explanation for it. Well, well he liked just watching tip-ups. I that feel that it. he just wanted to get away from his wife, and he said he was ice fishing while he was just in there relaxing. Yeah, that she wasn't smart enough because <laughs> he drove away with the new shanty going, hey, if you're fishing, how come there's no holes in the bottom of that shanty, <laughs> she honey? Doesn't go in, she doesn't go in there, so she has no clue. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe he's got other know. chicks going in there. There right? you go. Maybe. Maybe that's maybe. what it's there for. Hey, he's got there a you go. door lock, padlock. Yeah, he's he walking lock. out to the shanty side by each with the chicky babies. from the inside. <laughs> well. It's real dark in there. Yeah. You know? No and knows. and uh, well anyway, uh, let's see. You know what else is going on? Well, Packers won last week. Why? It, it, why do they always got to make things uh, uh, dramatic? You know, right at the Greg, end. You and I haven't changed our viewpoint on. They that just make one. them dramatic. No, no I haven't view, the viewpoint on that one because there, there's other teams ahead of them. So it's like yeah, three, I know they're, they're not. Yeah. They're not totally out of it. There's always a chance. You know, this but... reminds me, Tom. Yeah. They rip on the years, the desert years after yeah. the Lombardi years. And mm-hmm. I remember my dad throughout all those years, didn't matter, Dan Devine, Phil Bankston, whatever. Every year, the Packers, even in their crap years, they'd normally be about 500. Yeah, they'd be around. About 500. So my dad would get out the schedule and he goes, <laughs> okay. So if they, okay, they'll beat this team and they lose this team, but then they'll beat this team. And then if the Vikings lose to them, and them <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah. can make, yeah. and that would always be that same He'd type of positive. eternal optimism. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it didn't matter whether <laughs> Gary Ellerson was the running back at the time or Turdell Middleton or Eric Tarkelson or, boy, I'm coming back with some more names, some aren't I? Geez. Barty Smith. Yeah, Barty Smith. Barty Smith. Two yards in a cloud of dust. Okay. <laughs> Hand the ball twice to Barty, throw, and then punt. Yeah. <laughs> and then when we really yeah. sucked at one time, we'd catch him by surprise. We we were so bad, we'd punt on third down. There's people out <laughs> there that kick. remember when the Packers they would did? catch. Yeah, they did. They we punted so, on third down We'd just once? go ahead and punt Quick it kick. on third down. Really? Yeah. Quick just, kick. Play the old field position yep, game. If it's, if it's third and 23 and you don't think you're going to get anything, you just 
<laughs> snap it to the to the quarterback, and they have no clue what's going on, and he punts it. And I think what they did then, I think they might have had had uh, the golden uh, Palomino, oh. Donnie Anderson, the kid out of Texas A and M. I think he's from Texas A and M, maybe. Uh, I think and and was he it, was their punter at the time too. Donnie he averaged Ander- over forty yards yeah. a punt. He was a good. We traded him to Atlanta and got uh, what's his name, MacArthur Lane, yeah, who MacArthur en- Lane. ended up blocking for John Brock. The Eagles did that once with Randall Cunningham. Yeah, back in the late '80s. I don't know if you remember Randall Cunningham. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And he holds the record for longest punt ever in the history of the NFL from doing one of those. What? Really? Because it just rolled and rolled and rolled. Yeah, it was nobody like a ninety-yard. It was a ninety-yard punt with, with the wind. With the wind, and gone with the wind, and he's got a great bounce and ninety-yard punt. <laughs> you know, ninety-yard punt. <laughs> you know, actually, in today's game, oh, God. that that wouldn't be such a bad idea in certain circumstances. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be such a bad idea if you if the defense is coming after you, ears pinned back, you're tight game, maybe it's tie or whatever. You're right around that 50-yard line, 40-yard line, whatever mm-hmm. area, mm-hmm. and it's third and 30 or something. Give them the old quick kick and, and bury them back, you know, at the one-yard line or something. Well, you could almost do the same thing with uh, throwing a long pass and letting it get intercepted. Well, remember as a kid, you used to play football, and there was pass as good as a punt? Yeah, yeah the interception. Yeah, if they intercept it and you tackle them, yeah, that's yeah, what you do. You good, do. As good as a punt, yeah. Pass as good as a punt. Something mm-hmm. like yep. that, yeah. I think that's so, why sometimes uh, some of these teams, they go for some of those long ones like that on third down and because they figure, well, if they don't get it, hopefully it, maybe it'll get intercepted and, uh, you know, we'll pin them back that way. All right, so <laughs> the Packers right now, there's six teams that make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. There's seven teams that are in front of them right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seven. Atlanta and Seattle yeah. are sitting at eight and five. So Green Bay needs Seattle to lose one more game. Green Bay holds a tiebreaker because they beat mm-hmm. Seattle. Right. If they tie Atlanta, Atlanta holds a tiebreaker. Right. So they need to beat Carolina, and they need Carolina to lose one more game in addition to that. Mm-hmm. There's you know there's a lot of scenarios out there that it's possible. It's will, like a seven percent chance. Yeah. Will they get into the playoffs? Probably not. But if they win all three games. They have a chance. That's you know. That's all we ask for. Okay, but 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 there's a very good possibility <laughs> that they will lose this weekend. Most sure there is. And if they do, they almost lost last weekend against they the do, lowly guys, Browns. If they do, it's all for naught. That's At right. that point, you might as well, you know, tell Aaron to go film a few more State Farm, you know, insurance commercials mm-hmm. and call it a wrap. Mm-hmm. Because no. why expose them exactly. for any more? Yep. Yep. And at yep. that point in time, if you know you're not going to make the playoffs. Lose the rest of the games to get a better draft pick. Right. What What are you going to do going ten and six and not making the playoffs, and then just putting yourself as the twentieth pick instead of getting the sixteenth pick? And but forget this dream of we're going to trade Brent Huntley f- for a high draft pick now. Oh, that that, <laughs> that ship that ship sailed after the first game against Minnesota. Yeah. That ain't going to happen. No. That no. ain't going to happen. Now they'll probably keep him as he's a backup because he because he has he's experience. A good ba- yeah, he's a good backup. Why get rid of him? Yeah. Now he's got experience. So right. you can give him for cheap yeah. after the way yeah, he played. Yeah, right. Yeah, just keep him and, and keep a good backup that you can bring in. And he does offer kind of a change of pace. So if there ever were a bad game where Aaron was got hurt and we're getting rushed and throttled, maybe a guy coming in running, you know, different style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so thing is, he doesn't run a different style. No. He, no, I mean he plays exactly like Aaron Rodgers does. He just doesn't have the accuracy. He doesn't mm-hmm. have the accuracy. Right. With the and arm. I, I don't, I don't see him coming. He can't make those throws on the run, and he won't come back. 
Uh, no, no, they're gonna they're gonna go for a veteran. Oh, yeah. you think they'll just let him go next year? They're gonna go for uh, why? Because he costs too. You just said if he we can if the price is right, we can. Oh, the keep price him. the price is right for the, they're gonna keep him next year. I'm saying after his contract is up, uh, he's gonna be gone, and he, yeah. he might even be he might even be gone next year because they're gonna want if this scenario comes up again, they're gonna want a veteran backup like a Brian Hoyer, or Josh McCown that can step in and at least be more serviceable than Hundley was. Yeah, I, I mean know. Hundley, Hundley, yes, Hundley won the last two games. But you played Tampa Bay, who has the worst pass defense in all of the NFL, and you only threw it for 88 yards. Yep. And you beat an 0-12 Cleveland team, which I'm... you had to scrape by your fingertips to get by and mm-hmm. win in overtime. And the only reason you won that game or got into overtime was because Davis had that punt return. Yep. He doesn't have that punt return. That's it. It's over. You lose the game. Because yep. there's no way that... he's holding the two-minute drill no. and driving them down the that, field. That punt return was... That was the biggest thing right there. But I got a question for you guys. What's um, the question there? Are you two, are both of you going to be here next week? Yeah, I'm going to be yes. here. Yep. Okay. I've so. been boycotting Christmas, Tom. So for You're me, boycotting it's, a non, Christmas. it's a non-event, Tom. Yeah, well, to me, it is a non-event, too. But I might buy you a little present it. and... But Maybe, we still... uh, well, Greg, there's your present over there to the donuts, right? There. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot. The, you know, I would have wrapped it if I had time, but Quick Trip didn't have wrapping paper oh, too this fine. morning. <laughs> Oh, God. Hey, you know, God, it's 6.30 in the morning. It's still dark. You know, these days are starting to get a little long. It's supposed They're supposed to start getting longer. When is it? Uh, like in January or something? So I'm looking forward to that instead of walking out here in the dark every, you know, Saturday morning. trying to get everybody depressed, Tom? No, no, I'm just looking. For, I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm looking forward to the new stuff. As a matter of fact, I was talking to a guy next part. day, and he said, uh, yeah, I was talking to this guy, and he told me the last time he was open water fishing this year, he lost a big bass. And he says, I can't wait until next year to go back to that spot and catch them. <laughs> Nothing you know, worse that's than losing your bass. Yeah, that's what he's looking forward I to. lost my bass in yeah. a, a number of things over the years. But not on horse racing. Uh, we'll be right back <laughs> with the gut report. And then... At, after the 6.45 break, we will be playing the Hornschwaggle, brought to you by Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages. So stay tuned for more, folks. We are on 12.50 a.m. and 105.7 FM, The Fan. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by V Marchese Produce and Discount Liquor. You know those things in the gas station you see on that little rolling thing? They're called, I think they're called tornadoes. Is that what they are, I think? Tornado, that's what they are, Greg? Tornadoes, tornadoes, yeah. whoever, whoever wants to. Okay, so what I do at home, now you can use whatever filling you like, but this is what I like. First of all, take a can of refried beans, add some chopped onions, some chopped black olives, some jalapenos if you like, some uh, maybe some cheddar cheese in there. Heat it all up until it's warm, you know, and... Everything's melded together. Then, oh, and then don't forget the taco sauce. You got to put that in there too. Then you take that tor- tortilla shell, you warm it up in a microwave just for about you know, 10, 15 seconds so it's pliable, and you spread a little layer of this mixture that you made and then roll it up and then use a toothpick or two to hold it together and fry it on both sides in about uh, half an inch of oil you just until it's like uh, lightly you know, golden brown. It's just like a tornado, tornado, whatever. Taquito. Is that what it's called, taquito? Yeah, if you, t- go to, if you go to your freezer aisle, they're called taquitos. Okay, well, it, you can make them at home. 
And it's so easy to make these things, and they are really good. Just harder and, to pronounce or remember yeah, the name than it is to make it. Exactly. And the nice thing is, is if you wanted to put some shredded chicken in there or ground beef or whatever, you could do that too. You know, you can put in whatever you want. I just like the refried beans with the other stuff in there. And like I said, it's so simple. Roll it up, couple toothpicks, fry it, and it only takes like, my God, my goodness, 30 seconds on a side, you know. They fry up really fast. And they're a little crunchy, you know, and I, it's just really good. Just you got a little Mexican restaurant they're called Flautas. Is that right? Flautas? Flautas. <laughs> well, the one thing I do have to warn you is just don't eat the toothpicks. Take those out. Mm. <laughs> the Gut Report was brought to you by V Marchese Produce. When quality counts, you can count on V Marchese Produce. Insist on the best. You can visit them at vmarchese.com. And also by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and 919 North Barstow, that's Main Street and Barstow in Waukesha, for weekly specials, and they do have them, go to discountliquorinc.com. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. Uh, Bushy, you're you're intently looking at a magazine over there. Yeah, I just Is something you want to mention. Just look at the pictures, Tom. <laughs> uh, this is the yes, October November two thousand seventeen uh, uh, issue of In Fisherman. It's about record smallmouths. Okay, yeah. so it's a giant about. You see the title, the search for the biggest bronze bags, yeah. and it's talking about world class hotspots. Right. Like, so, yeah. Oh, go ahead. So, like, I'm reading through it. It's talking in the north, and here's one thing that just kind of killed me. Now, you remember even a year ago when they had the In Fisherman Awards last spring, and there was a picture of what looked to be a Lake of the Woods pike where there's nothing but about, you know, 50 miles of oh, yeah, glacier-like yeah. And they said it was on glacier-like background yeah, in the yeah. picture, and they said it was on Pewaukee <laughs> yeah, Lake yeah, right. in the In Fisherman Awards. Yeah, yeah. And, okay, I, I, I can get... They, they're not familiar with Pewaukee Lake where you're going to see a house virtually everywhere you look. Right. Unless you're by Taylor's Bay, but you're certainly yeah. not going to see miles and miles. And so there's no way. That, so they, I guess they didn't vet that. And whoever sent in that picture and had to put Pewaukee Lake, either they were doing a joke or they were trying to protect their secret spot mm-hmm. 800 miles up on Lake of the Woods, which yeah. isn't any secret spot. But here, here's, an, here's one that they, they really got to work on their vetting. They're talking about uh, New North Be- Behom. How do you pronounce that word? B e a. Is it behomoths? Behomoths. Behomoths. Oh no, behemoth. Behemoth. Behemoths. Behemoths. That's it. I knew it. I just yeah. Thought, you know, it's too early in the morning. New North behemoths. <laughs> the smallmouth trophy belt, like the grain belt, is drifting north in a changing climate. In evidence, Ben Royce, fishing with guide Eric Hadia caught what was potentially a new Wisconsin state record bass a couple of years ago on Lake Michigan. They were on Pewaukee Lake, and everybody knew it. Matter of fact, even on the video, didn't he say it on the video? They were on Pewaukee Lake, yeah, the nine-pounder. It says, it was 24 inches long with a 20-inch girth. They weighed it at just over nine pounds on a Chetillion scale. The entire tableau. Oh, they're using big words there. Can be seen on YouTube. So <laughs> it was on Lake Michigan, huh? <laughs> I mean <laughs> That's funny. I know Eric's probably being very 
paranoid secretive of his hot spot. But Pewaukee Lake, it's not like you're going to put it in, in Fisherman Lake and you're going to have people driving up from Arizona to mm-hmm. try and catch monster smallmouth in Pewaukee. Which they do have. They do have. And everybody but- knows, and local bass fishermen. But, so I guess maybe I should appreciate him protecting Pewaukee Lake. But I think that in fishermen over the years, as far as I'm concerned, the one thing I always liked about it, going back to when, you know, Al Lindner and, and those guys had it, is it always had really good information yeah. and facts. Honest information. Honest information yes. and stuff. Yeah. And it's really bad, I think. When it, what is considered the holy grail slash Bible of fishing magazines mm-hmm. is getting these, having the, the this egregious misinformation. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree, yeah. I, I, uh, and every now and then you run across stuff like that where you just, now somebody else, not from the area, let's say somebody in a different state, you know, let's say somebody in Minnesota, they read it and if, and they just take it for granted. Oh, okay. Lake Michigan, you know, they, they don't know any better, you know? So they're thinking, you know, you got all these people thinking, oh yeah, Lake Michigan. And, but us around here, we, we know where it came from. You know, right. so, so it's, it's, yeah. I mean, I know that in fishing, I mean, there's times, well, even on local lakes, okay, big fish is caught on a local lake. How many times, Tom, does the story of where it was caught on that local lake, totally different than <laughs> where it was yeah. actually caught yeah. on that local lake. Well, look, and look, there'll be a few guys in the know who mm-hmm. wink, wink, yeah. and, and you know, you know, the masses are asses, so they'll tell the masses and the, mm-hmm. for, for the general public's consumption, oh, it was caught here. But the guys in the no no no. Well, Norm did not catch that bass or I know, that musky I know, or whatever yeah. there. I know you'll know this answer. What's what lake is named most up in northern Wisconsin in Vilas County as the most muskies that come from it? Where where the big muskie was caught uh, and they say what lake? It's that big clear lake. No, up, no, no. Isn't it the big clear lake? I get, already big gave you Saint Germain. No, they always say Trout Vilas County Lake. Oh Vilas County Lake. <laughs> Vilas County. Yeah, Vilas County Lake. I didn't know there was a lake lame named Vilas County Lake. Yeah, they never they never say where, or they'll say Big Trout or whatever by Boulder Junction. You know, I mean, but yeah, they they don't say it. They always say Vilas County Lake. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't know. You know, the funny thing, you know, I caught my biggest smallmouth was a twenty three incher, and I don't mind telling people where it was on Oconomowoc Lake. Well, they got big smallies out there. 23 inch. Did, did you yeah. ever get that on a scale? No, no, what did you, not. What do you think that was, seven pounds? Maybe? Well, let's put it this way. I tell people it was definitely over six, but in my heart of hearts, I know it had a top seven. But I don't want to be known as one of those guys that exaggerates, you know, so I know it was over six. Right. I mean, uh, the video of it and all that, you can see, there was just a real pig of a fish. So, but anyway... So, yeah, you know, but I don't mind telling people where. I mean, it doesn't mean, I mean, I've been fishing out there for another, I don't know how many years since I caught that one, maybe seven, eight years, nine years, ten years, whatever it is, and I've yet to catch another 23-incher out there. (laughs) Caught some 21s, you know, but never another one that uh, was 23. So, anyway. I'd like to get a big one like that. Yeah, well, you know, Pewaukee's got, got... the yeah. big smallies and and Oconomowoc's got big smallies, you know. And uh, but I'll tell you, some of the best smallmouth fishing right now is in northern Wisconsin. Yeah, he has, he has your info 
Hey, I mean, they're awesome lakes. How about up that there? lake the guy called and told us up near I wrote Shano. it down. Do you want, how about we take a trip up there next year? Why don't we try we can that? Take my boat. And Le- and we'll Leona, up there. Leona isn't all that far. Yeah. It's not that there far. There used to be a guy who, uh, years ago when I lived in Green Bay, he would go somewhere. That's another place, yeah. He would go somewhere uh, east. Of uh, no west of Shano, somewhere mm-hmm. on the reservation up there, or some mm-hmm. areas, and he'd just go twitching a rapala mm-hmm. on some small little lake somewhere up there. He never told me where, and he'd get giant bass mm-hmm. just working a rapala in the shallows mm-hmm. in the spring. And I, I do have to believe. I mean, first of all, we know that well that fish that Eric that the guy with Eric Hadia caught on Pewaukee Lake a few years back. That fish might be dead by now. Who knows? You know, you don't know. But we know that Pewaukee has the possibility of having a state record in it. But I do believe the Bay of Green Bay has one too. I mean, there's got to be several up there. Yeah, you would. He would. He would think. Well, they've they've caught um, during that one tournament a couple of years back. They caught one that was uh, eight and a half pounds eight or something half, up yeah. there. Yeah, so, you know, there's there. somewhere out on a rock reef somewhere way up in the middle mm-hmm. of nowhere where nobody where nobody goes. Yeah. Nobody goes. I'm going to be up there this next year, and uh, I think I'm going to do more exploring up there rather than trying to go for quantity. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it's funny. Uh, Ron Johnson, when I took him up there, man, oh, man, he went crazy. He, I mean, it was like he was freaking out, all the bass. Mm-hmm. And he's pretty much happy to sit and catch bass all day long, mm-hmm. and he's just as excited. Yeah. That's what makes him such a good fisherman. Is he's as excited over the 103-pound bass as he was over the first four-pound bass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But after a while, I'm thinking, you know what? It's okay, great. We caught a bunch, maybe some four-pounders here and there. Let's just go off somewhere and just try and, and hook. Pop that sixer. Pop that six. Although, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, um, off the Sister Islands, he did lose a monster walleye. Holy yeah. cow. It was over 30 inches. Oh, my There's God. There's big ones. On. He lost it and fought it, and Yeah. Who do you got, Greg? We'll do this real quick we before Jack the break. We have Jack from Milwaukee. Hey, good morning, Jack. What's on your mind today? Well, you're talking about fishing. I've got to tell you, it's been some years since I've been up there, but talking about perch. And you go right around within a week of Memorial Day, and they're all along the shore in the uh, spawning bits. Now, where are you, ta- what, what, where are you talking about? Right around Bemidji. Oh, up in Minnesota. Yeah, northern okay. Minnesota. Okay. And, you know, and I'm not joking when I say this, you get three-quarter pound pound perch. Oh, I believe it. You probably even get bigger ones. I mean, Devil's Lake, they'll catch two pounders, a lot of them, pound and a half to two pounds. So you mentioned they're on spawning yeah. beds at that time. Is that what you said? Oh, we'd always go within a week of Memorial Day. And we pay for our trip and perch. <laughs> well, that sounds like a great, great that, trip. That, that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. Hey, let me ask you, did those perch that you were catching today have the black parasite spots on them? Uh, some of them. Just Not some, all of them. Okay, okay. I was just curious about it. So you're going to tell us your secret lake? Uh, you don't Andro- have to. <laughs> and, and <Drozha laughs> Okay. That's all right. Is, you know, from what I remember... It's right, right near the Bemidji. Yeah, so it's so up what, there. Yeah. What was funny was every time somebody would come for the first time, and 
they'd lay into one of these, their comment was always the same. I'm going to have this mounted. <laughs> and you'd say, just wait, you're going to catch a hundred more and some bigger ones. Oh, my brother, the first time he went up, he was netting everything. And he was yelling at me for not netting this, swinging them into the boat. <laughs> and finally one dropped off. And he said, see, I told you. And I says, well, big brother, there's plenty more where they came from. Well, he started getting his hook caught in the net so much, he stopped using the net, too. <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> Just swing them in, right? Sling them in the boat. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And the wildlife up there is just phenomenal. Yeah. I believe it. Get, I believe it. You could get seagulls that would come within a couple of feet of your boat, you know, if you caught a couple small perch. Yeah, they'd want them. And, oh, yeah. yeah. And you could bring them into within literally a couple of feet of the boat. You I could give that. them Elka-Seltzer instead. Yeah, I, <laughs> I guess. Hey, we got to run to a break. Thanks for calling. Thanks. For, thanks. Yep. Oh, okay. Thanks. All right. See you. Bye now. All right, folks, we're going to play the horn schwaggle next. We need a contestant. Call 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. We're going to play the horn schwaggle, and if you win, which is very easy to do, it's up to Danny, of course, uh, you will win a $10 gift certificate to Bushy's Fine Meats and Sausages in McGuanago. So you don't want to miss out on a chance with that. We'll be right back with more. The Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors with Danny Bush and me, Tommy the True Newbauer. Stay tuned for more. This is a thing I've never known before. It's called Easy Living. This is a place I've never seen before. And I've been forgiven. Easy Living. And I've been forgiven since you take the place in my heart. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. And I'm Dan Bush, and here comes Tom Neubauer, looking refreshed, got his coffee. We ready for our hornswoggle, Greg? All ready for that. Are you ready? We got a, we got a lucky corn-testant? We do. We have Paul from New Berlin. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Hey, good morning. All right, so you know how this works if I'm pulling your leg? You just say hornschwaggle. And if I'm telling the truth, it's no hornschwaggle. So here we go. Believe it or not, a sexual harassment claim was recently filed against a whitetail buck in Vernon County uh, on, the, on behalf of a female whitetail deer who was unnamed in the suit and only referred to as Jane Doe. <laughs> Well, that's a horn schwaggle. That's a horn schwaggle. <laughs> Jane Doe. <laughs> oh, God. You must have stayed up all night for that one, Paul. <laughs> I just thought of it. Top of my head. Okay. okay. Uh, the world record smallmouth was caught in Lake Michigan. Horn schwaggle? Yeah, or no that, horn that He said horn schwaggle. Yeah, he said no. horn schwaggle. Okay, you got it. How about see if you'd get three for three? December 21st. Is the first day of winter. Uh, 
No Hornswoggle. No Hornswoggle. Three for three. Very good. All right. Oh. Very good. What What's he going to win, Tom? You are going to win a $10 gift certificate to Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages in McGuanagal, where they do more than just meats. They have seafoods. They have rubs. They have sauces. They've got free samples. They also do catering. So I'm sure you're going to enjoy that $10 gift certificate. All right, Tom. Yeah. I was watching my favorite weather girl on Channel 58 last night. Yeah. She was talking about the longest days where the sunset is. Yeah. And actually, the the shortest day was yesterday. Oh, yeah, right, yesterday. Okay. And starting today, it gets longer. Yeah, see, hey, I heard things so, are getting better, go. Tom. Yeah, that's why I said I, I thought it was right around now when they start getting longer pretty soon. I knew it was pretty soon because now. Even though, like, uh, winter starts on the 20th. Yeah. But because of how we're farther north, right, that it actually starts getting longer, starting today. Yeah, uh, it's it's something like a minute or a minute or two every day or yeah. something hey, like it's that. It's all yeah. uphill from here. I mean downhill. That's from here. That's right. We got it made, Paul. All right. Thanks, <laughs> all right. Paul. Thanks, Paul. Bye. Bye now. Hey, last week, Danny, uh, a guy called and I forgot to mention it. Gary in Sussex, he's got a Yamaha Grizzly 660 ATV 4x4 for sale. It's only got 41 miles. He's asking 3200 for it. It's like brand new. Uh, and you, if you're interested, you can call Gary at 262-246-8379. And if you didn't have time to write that down, just give us a call at the station. I'll take your call, and I'll give you that phone number. That's 262-246-8379 for that Yamaha bike that Gary is selling, that ATV. So, anyway, all right. Okay. Uh, you know uh, what? Now you said the 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 world record smallmouth comes from uh, Lake Michigan. Yeah, it uh, yeah, and that was a hornswoggle. That's a hornswoggle. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. uh, you know what? To tell you the truth, I'm not even sure where the heck it came. From. The world record came from Dale Hollow yeah, Reservoir in it. Tennessee. Tom, that's right. He was Dale. caught by Mr. David Haynes. Yeah, He's eleven Dale pounds, Hollow. fifteen ounces. Haynes of the Haynes Underwear Empire. <laughs> that nice. would have been a good hornswoggle. <laughs> hey, you know what? Since it's going to be almost Christmas time. We got something to give away, Tom, yeah, for I'm, Christmas. I'm going to give away He's some mini mites. Like, uh, it, I'm going to ask a Saint Nick It's not the, the used sweatshirt that we gave away last yeah, year? Yeah, like one of your old, remember your old uh, Midwest? Oh, no, it was an outdoor Wisconsin, Wisconsin uh, shirt. Slightly used T-shirt that it, you It wasn't to a give T-shirt. Away. It was a button-down shirt. It was, button down it was shirt. nice, yeah. Uh, yeah. That yeah, guy wears sure it all the time. Not wasn't it No, it wasn't chartreuse. Lining up at the door to get yeah. that one, Greg. But if you call 799-1250, I'll ask you one quick question about smallmouth. You get it right, you're going to win a five-pack of mini-mites. If you get it wrong, I'll go to the next caller. All right? 799-1250. Call now and win that pack of mini-mites. See, I'm not going to ask you now because, you know, people, they'll start looking on the computer yeah, right, or whatever. They'll start looking you're stuff way too, up. You're way too That's smart. That's right. I, <laughs> Tom's way yeah. too smart for that, guys. Whoa, don't don't hey, even think you're hey. going to hoodwink or yeah. bamboozle <laughs> or buffalo or hornswoggle horn Tom over yeah. here. All right. We got no people way. calling in now. The lines are just lighting yeah. up. So as soon as we get a first caller on the line, I'll ask you that question. And uh, you can just put them on. Greg, and uh, we'll go from there. You so. will go from there, yeah. Yeah, and the other callers, st- let let it ring because if he does, if this person doesn't get it right, you know, we're gonna go to the next person if he doesn't get it right, and you got to be exact on it. Okay, who do you got? We have Tim. Hey, good morning, Tim. 
How you guys doing this morning? All We're right. What's the what's the Wisconsin state record smallmouth bass? What's the weight? The smallmouth. Yes. Seven pounds, ten ounces. Sorry, that is wrong. We're going to go to the next caller. Thank you for trying. Now the other caller's got an opportunity. We'll just go. go. Ahead. Yep. We'll just go one by one. Yeah. We got in the line. Hi, right, who's this? Which species? Who's this? Hi, this is Gary out in Sussex. With that, I just heard you put my uh, Yamaha Grizzly on. Yeah. Radio, oh, but, okay. But they put the wrong telephone number. Well, that's the one you gave us. Oh hold, no, hold, Tom wrote it hold, down hold, wrong. No, uh, can you hold on a second? I can't. Okay, hold hold the line. Put him on hold, Greg. Let's take the next caller. Yeah. Hi, who's this? Oh, he hung uh, up. Oh, hello. Hi. Who's Kurt from Suffolk. Hey, Kurt. What's the state record Wisconsin smallmouth bass? Five pounds, seven ounces. No, it is not. Thanks for calling, though. Appreciate it. Who's next? Who's this? Hello? Hello. Who's this? Mark. Hey, Mark. Good morning. What's a Wisconsin state record smallmouth bass? Nine pounds, one ounce. You are correct, Mark. All right. Thank we're you. we're going to put you on hold, and we're going to get your address, name and address off the air, okay? I don't know. Hello? All right, thank you. Okay, yeah, stay on hold. Stay on. I He's... want two weeks in a row now, though. Well, that, you're a lucky guy. That's, thank that's you. Right. All right, hold on. Hold on. All right, uh, do you want to take, okay, let's get uh, Gary back on. Gary? Yeah, thank what, you for what, putting my grizzly on the air. Yeah, there. what's what's the phone number? Uh two six two yeah. two four six eight three nine seven. Oh, that's what I said. Two six two two four six eighty three ninety seven. Okay. That's what I did. I did say that. Gary. All right, bye. All right, thanks. Bye. Well, we just got that, you know, okay. number out there a few more right. times now. now so now, now it's freely right now for our winner of the mini mites. You just got to stay on hold because right now Greg Jenick has got our sports update. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.